Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of the Life Simply Better podcast. I'm Zoe Galitzis, and today we are going to talk all about creating emotional balance. So what does it mean to have emotional balance? It's natural for us to want to be happy all of the time. But is that even possible? And what are the unintended consequences of striving for a life of 100% happiness? Many of us turn our pursuit of constant happiness against ourselves when we try to escape from experiencing negative emotions with activities that don't help us long term. So in this episode, we are going to talk about how to create true emotional balance, some practical tools you can use and what that really looks like. So first of all, I want to talk about this idea of trying to be happy all of the time, which again is what most of us just naturally do. It sounds good, right? I just want to be happy. That's what most people answer when you ask them, what do you want in life? That would be a common answer, right? I just want to be happy. But let's take a look at what trying to achieve this creates. What are some of the consequences? So It's a wonderful goal, right? It sounds good, but it can lead to unintended negative consequences. Uh, Mostly because when we feel bad, we don't want to feel bad, right? We want to be happy. So we try to escape that emotion. We try to escape the negative emotion and feeling bad. And often we do that by repressing it, reacting to it, or overdoing something, overworking, overeating, overdrinking, overgambling, etc. And a couple of examples that I have in my own life, because I think that's important to talk about because I think a lot of us, when we think about this idea of overdoing things, we think about, um, you know, people who are addicts or things that are really um, society also views as very negative. But In my case, I actually, the thing that I tend to overdo tends to be overworking or overdoing hobbies that I get kind of obsessed with. And those actually look on the outside like they're very productive and I get praise for them and I I get validation for them. But it's actually not something that is healthy for me to do. So I think that's good for you to think about like, what do you overdo in your own life to avoid negative emotion? Another thing that I overdo that sounds kind of silly, but (laughs) it's totally true. Just like overdoing watching YouTube videos or overdoing looking at Pinterest. Again, you're trying to kind of numb out or avoid that negative emotion, but it's something that long-term doesn't have great consequences. Another thing we often do is uh, react to the negative emotion. And often we don't even separate this from actually feeling bad. We think it's just a um, necessary part of it. So my kids are whining, that frustrates me, and then I snap at them or I yell at them, right? That's a reaction to my frustration. And again, I do it in the moment to try to kind of um, release that negative emotion or in reaction to it to try to fix it. But we all know that really doesn't help. Yelling at our kids usually does not solve the whining or whatever we're trying to help with in our family. And the same thing I can say about the long-term consequences of my overdoing work and hobbies and Pinterest and whatever you want to put in that line of what you're overing. Uh, I look back on some of my 
obsessive work habits and my obsessive hobbies. And I just look at kind of what I missed out on in life because I was doing that again to try to numb out or to try to get validation and feel happy from that. And I ended up, you know, missing time with my kids, missing time just sort of enjoying life while I was working really, really hard. So it's important to notice that even though in the moment it feels like what we're doing is helpful in that it's helping us get out of that negative space and it may do that temporarily, in the long term, there's usually some negative consequences that don't really serve what we actually want. And again, all of this in the first place is caused by our desire to get out of feeling bad. We want to be happy all the time. So when we're not happy, we do something, we overdo something, or we react in a way to try and feel better. So here's the next thing I want to share that is probably very different than how you're used to thinking about this. But I think it's key. And it, you guys, this has had such a huge impact on my own life. I can't even begin to describe it, but I'm going to try in the next segment here. So this whole idea of feeling bad, it's so natural for us to try to get away from feeling bad. But what if feeling bad wasn't a problem? What? Did that just sound kind of crazy? I know it sounded totally crazy when I first heard about this concept, but I want to talk next about the concept of allowing negative emotions and how when you can learn how to allow a negative emotion, how to allow yourself to feel bad, that actually makes them not so bad (laughs) to be in. Now, people are so resistant to doing this, I will tell you, Um, and I was too. I will put myself in that camp for sure. People are resistant to doing this because we feel like if we allow them the emotions, we'll never get out of them. But I see it differently, and my experience has been different with this, and so I want to share that. So first, let's just talk about what is a feeling? You know, when we feel frustrated or when we feel overwhelmed or upset, what is that? Um, A feeling is just a vibration in our body. And so it's important to recognize that when we feel bad, uh, it feels very real and very emotional, obviously, at the time. But what's actually happening is just there's, you know, some neurotransmitters in our brain, there's some hormones going through our body, there's some physiological reactions like a faster heartbeat, etc, that are happening. And that experience, that vibration, that internal state is ultimately all that the emotion is. And you can do this example, and I highly encourage you to do this example when you're feeling either negative or positive emotion, just to really drill down to what is an emotion? What does it mean to feel something? And the way you can think about that is you can pretend that a little green Martian who knows nothing about the experience of being human or about the experience of feeling emotions Imagine that a little green Martian has come down from Mars and he's your buddy and you're kind of showing him around Earth and showing him, uh, telling him all about people and how people work. And imagine he's standing next to you after you've just um, gotten embarrassed by something and you're feeling some shame about it. 
and you tell him, you know, he, he's like, you know, are you okay? And you're like, I'm feeling some shame right now. And he says, oh, shame. I, I do not know what shame is. Tell me about that. Like, and he just has no concept of emotion. So in order to describe it to him, you go into your body and you describe to him what the shame feels like. So I would tell him, and everyone is different, so you can do this for, for yourself with any emotion. But when I feel shame, my, my face is hot. I feel some pressure in my chest. I feel some, my arms feel jittery. I feel kind of waves coming back and forth of this pressure. And that's my experience of shame. So instead of it being like, oh my gosh, I feel so ashamed right now and just be totally sucked into that emotion, I want you to take a step back and look at what the emotion really is in your body. Again, it's just a vibration in your body. And so when you describe it to this little green Martian, you say, well, my face feels really hot and I feel some pressure on my chest and my hands feel tingly. And then he'll say, okay, that's shame. So you said your face is hot. Is your face burning? And you say, oh, no, no, no. It's, it's not so hot that I would get a burn. It's just a little hot. And so when you think about the description in that way, you know, it's not really so bad, right, to feel a negative emotion. It's just that vibration. It's just that wave that passes through our body. And again, that's part of a natural part of the human experience. And it's something that we can totally tolerate. Our face isn't burning. It just feels hot. And by grounding yourself in that physical experience of the emotion, that's a really helpful way to diffuse its power over you. You can recognize this is just something that's happening in my human brain and my human body right now. And I can really handle any emotion when I can step back and see it that way. And so when we can separate just that simple vibration in our body from the other layers and reactions that we have, you'll see the feeling really isn't so bad. Often the most uncomfortable part of a negative emotion is not the emotion itself, but our resistance to it and our urge to get out of it. Often that's that's the worst part of it. So when we can just sit and allow it and name how it feels in our body, that actually means that feeling bad is not so bad. So even if you still feel shame, it can become a less negative experience just by opening up to the feeling instead of resisting it. Now, again, I, I tell people about this and I think they get concerned that they will just wallow in feeling bad if they do this process. So if I just allow the negative emotion, I'll never get out of it. But what's interesting is that I think of negative emotions as sort of like internal weather or clouds, clouds passing through us. So if you think of ourselves as you're the open sky, that's yourself. And then there's weather that happens inside of you. Sometimes it's sunny, sometimes it's cloudy, sometimes it's raining, sometimes it's snowing. We have all of that pass through us, again, just sort of our physiological, you know, the chemicals that are firing in our brains, the hormones that are going through our bodies creates that internal state that we have. And just like the weather, 
those states are not permanent. And so if you're feeling sad and you allow that sadness, that doesn't mean you'll feel sad forever because you say, I'm okay feeling sad. That's just some clouds or some, some rain passing through you. If you open up to it and you stop resisting it, that will actually allow that emotion to process through more quickly. So it's really the opposite of sitting in it forever and wallowing it, wallowing in it, excuse me, allowing that feeling really opens up the way for it to just move through instead of trying to block it. So I want you to think about that too. If you're worried that allowing this negative emotion will be really painful and get you stuck in it, that's really not the case. Now, if you're not used to feeling negative emotion and you're used to just powering through and working and distracting yourself from what you're feeling, for sure, this is going to be a different experience. And at the time you open yourself up to it, um, there will be times where it feels very powerful and very real. But I just want you to know now, listening to this, that you can totally handle it. It's just a vibration passing through your body. And the more you're able to allow that, the more you will be able to process that and not um, keep some of the habits that maybe aren't helping you like overworking or over Facebooking or whatever you tend to do. You'll be able to let go of some of those habits and overall your quality of life will improve. So last, I want to talk about just how do you create emotional balance in your life? And emotional balance, as we've just talked through, for for me, my definition of emotional balance is not figuring out how to set up your life so you can be happy all of the time. Emotional balance talks to me is finding a way that you can allow all of the emotions that naturally pass through you, allowing those, being able to process those, and being able to live a full life that has emotions on all parts of the spectrum. That is emotional balance to me. And I want you to also consider that maybe we don't want to be happy all of the time. Even if we could be, would we really want that? And be open to the idea that some of those negative emotions you may want to keep. So for example, when I hear about, um, when I hear about families in a underdeveloped part of the world that don't have clean drinking water and don't have education for their children and don't have a lot of the just the basic things that I take for granted, I don't really want to hear that and be like, oh, I'm so happy to hear that. That's great, right? That's an example of where I don't want to feel happy and I don't want to just ignore that that's happening. And so that's an example of a negative emotion, my concern or my sadness hearing that, that I want to keep. And negative emotions can sometimes spur positive actions. Maybe I hear that. And in my case, I've heard about that. And I found a charity that I donate to that makes me feel really good. Obviously, it's just a drop in the bucket. But um, it's something that my concern uh, created that I ultimately feel good about. And that's part of my emotional balance is not feeling happy about everything I hear. The other technique to think about is being able to process negative emotion. And we went through earlier in the podcast that exercise called the Green Martian exercise, which is an exercise that I learned from Brooke Castillo. 
where you're just naming in your body as if you were describing to a little Martian what that feeling feels like in your body. And you can do this after the fact. You can also process negative emotion in the moment instead of reacting to it. And that depends on your being willing to recognize the emotion that you're feeling and being able to step back and allow it versus reacting to it. So here's my example of this. I, <laughs> we do bath time and bath time can have some drama associated with it with our kids. And one of my kids who shall remain nameless on this podcast, one of my kids a couple of weeks ago was very upset about having to bathe. And it turned into this big um, knockdown drag out tantrum of him screaming and screaming and crying and crying for an extended period of time. And I get very frustrating and it's it's painful to me to hear my kids cry and scream, right? And again, that's all because of how I'm thinking about it. My kids are really just making noises. That's kind of neutral, but I make it mean something negative. But in the moment, it's hard for me to have that perspective. I just feel super frustrated and upset hearing my kid cry for an extended period of time. And so what I did last time this happened, um, usually I get upset about it. I react to it. Maybe I yell back at them. Maybe I just leave and give up. Maybe I um, <laughs> try all sorts of different things to try to get them to stop crying. But this is a kid that I know usually when he gets into this state, it just needs to kind of run its course. And so what I did this time, I recognized that I was feeling upset about that. And that feeling upset was something that I could handle. And so I stayed with him and I just processed my emotion while he was crying. Instead of reacting to it, I just noticed, what does it feel like to be upset right now? I'm feeling upset right now. And ultimately that let me process it through and kind of get curious and get some better thoughts about the situation that helped me show up much better as a mom. And one of the thoughts that I came up with was, wow, he's crying, but he has such a healthy cry, right? Like when a baby has a healthy cry, no, this is not a baby. But I was like, wow, he's really able, he is able to feel his feelings and he is really expressing this in a way that indicates his lungs are really healthy. And he's very, the fact that he has energy to do this for this long. Um, you know, I just kind of almost got humorous or amused by it and was able to have a sense of humor about it, which I can't usually do in those situations. But I only got to that point after I had felt the upsetness allowed that feeling of upset and concern and frustration allowed all of that. And then I got to a better place. So again, that's an example of how allowing negative emotion doesn't mean you'll just get stuck there. It means you're allowing it to move through your system and to process it, which paves the way to feeling better. Now, it's really challenging to always do that in the moment. And I have plenty of other examples where I have not processed my negative emotion as I was feeling it and I snapped at my kids or I've done other things that aren't really how I want to show up as a mom. But know that even when that happens, that's a great opportunity to, after the fact, when you noticed it, say in the moment you got really frustrated and you yelled at your kids, but you can still go back afterwards and just get curious about it. Like, I was feeling frustrated then. I yelled at my kids, 
But what was that frustration like? What did that feel like in my body? What would have it been like to just process that? And again, processing it doesn't mean you have to go in a separate room. You don't have to stop living your life. It's just an internal awareness that you have as you're going through the rest of your day and the rest of your life um, to have. And so even after the fact, you can still take a look at what the situation was and you can still learn from that and you can still get a lot of great practice at allowing negative emotion. And that's often the process that you start with of reacting to it in the moment by yelling at your kids or overworking. And then afterwards you notice like, huh, that's interesting. I see what I was doing there. I was trying to get out of feeling bad. What did that actually feel like? How else could that look different? And that's how your learning process starts. And then as you get more comfortable with that and more fluent in that way of looking at things, it's easier for you to do in the moment. So in summary, my advice around this is that striving for happiness all of the time seems like a great goal but it can backfire on us. We end up reacting to it. We end up repressing our emotions. We end up overdoing other parts of our lives in order to try to escape that emotion. So instead of doing that, you have another option of allowing the negative emotion. And this just looks like recognizing that any emotion we feel is just a vibration in our body. It's like internal weather We can be aware of that. We can name that feeling. We can name what it feels like in our body and allow it to be there. And that actually is much less painful than reacting to it and resisting it and trying to escape it. And also that allows you to have a look at the emotions that you are feeling. And some of those negative emotions like overwhelm or frustration, you may decide those are not serving me. Those are things that I want to allow and examine, but ultimately I want to, you know, manage in my life and, um, and find more positive emotions to supplement those. But there's going to be other emotions like grief or sadness or concern that you may want to keep. And so this idea that we want to be happy 100% of the time, when you really think about that, is that the life you really want to live? Is that the full human experience that you want to have? So this is a lot of food for thought. I hope that this has been helpful to you and maybe given you kind of a different way of thinking about negative emotion than you typically do. And ultimately that it can help you lead a more balanced life since I know a lot of us, especially those of us who are busy working moms, want And so if this episode has been helpful to you, um, think about sharing it with a friend that it may help as well. This is really um, my purpose in life is to share what has helped me and I want to share it with as many people as possible. So again, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. I will talk to you again on next Tuesday and have a wonderful week.